Yeah, I got you. Ready? Yep. Uh, wait, wait. Ramos, what do you want? Uh, Mother by Danzing. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Are you re- did you record that? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's going to be a drop. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was that? It wasn't me, bro. It wasn't me. It was me. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Are you guys ready? <laughs> Come on, man. Schwartz is fucking Fucking earbuds. Schwartz. That's why I didn't smoke today. I wanted to be on. <laughs> well, listen, you, you did phenomenal the that last not, episode. That has nothing to do with weed, bro. Oh, me? I, dude, I See, off. Don't blame like, it on fucking weed. I'm like, oh, you guys been talking to me this whole time? Like, what <laughs> What's up with the one ear thing, dude? I, dude, I just, a tie always rocked, man, with headphones. He would, he, you didn't realize that Schwartz has a style, and one of it is only one earphone. <laughs> He's fucking. That's his. That's his get down. That is my get down in the studio, man. Good afternoon and welcome to the greatest show on earth, the Hard Luck Show. It is in full effect in Westwood. Today we're coming at you from the Ramos Gallery. It's Chumahan, American Indian, Savage, fucking Schwartz Destroyer, Schwartz Apologizer, fucking old Blue Eyes Best Man, blah, 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 at the Ramos Gallery. We've got sexy eyed Ramos <laughs> with his like flock of seagulls hair right now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like getting it all ready for big Rachel Sterling. He's coming <laughs> through. He's trying to play it down. He's put up all his fucking paintings in the hope that he's going to be able to put up some other stuff inside some pink walls. Hey, he's a married man. And on sound, we have. That's right. Whoa. Hold up, hold up. Okay, there we go. Let me get the controls. That's right, it's Sean Lewis Certified. That's right, certified. Audio professional engineer. Sinatra. For your hard luck show. I get to play like some electronic shit because Luck's not here. And I know he won't fucking freak out and be like, oh, yeah. Alright, bro, oh, let's turn great. that shit off. Right, that's, that's, that. that's, that's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Let it go, man. Hey, roll up some fucking weed or fucking eat a mushroom right now because you're about to go on a. For the leader, can you keep it? Yeah. Mo Blue Eyes Bobbing his head like a chicken dance, With his mouth open procedure. It's just weird the turn on the mat, put the pen to the This is what we would have seen If you went to a bomb show Right, that's right But I'm working on a Good drum and bass, man I'm working on a podcast with the Bwomp The old Bwomp crew Really? Yes. And you know that music since I fucking went off the rails on the last show, he gets a normal cool-ass intro now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, from the halls of justice, from the ickiest, stankiest trees grown in all the grown houses out there in the valley, it's show extraordinaire. I'm from a city What's up, fellas? Yeah, just, I, I'm really enjoying the music, man. It, it just brings 
brings a better feeling out of me than that soft taxi uh, thing. Yeah. Even though it's almost as like, it's almost kind of goes with the whole what's up fella shit. It, it had become a tag, a tag for me, but uh, I got to tell you, man, I, I definitely like this a little bit better. Well, I got to say it shows in the complete difference in the way you come in. Yeah. Right. You're way more excited than normal. Yeah. So that's really working for you. And uh, we have a guest. We don't have a guest. We're in his house. Yeah, we are in his house. Friend of the show. Close friend of the show. Anxious soft talker on the show. <laughs> Perfect for podcast. Mother. Hey, mother. I'll tell you up. children not to walk my way. Don't walk his way. Tell your children not to hear my words. Don't hear them. What they mean, what they say. Mother. He loves you so Cars and your walls, and it's your love. daughters, uh-huh. painting your daughters and your mothers. Generated DNA, it crumbles with his pain, throwing it up against the walls, and he's got the smoothest balls this side of LA. Is it true that you shave your balls? Yep. <laughs> wow, he said it so so quickly. I believe him. Well, I mean, you're like his compadre, so you hey, would know. We're close, just Kinda not that close. To. I don't like interruptions. Right. Interrupt- Explain can- that in more detail. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, hairs in people's mouth. The fuck you care? It's not your mouth, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they have to stop. <laughs> oh, really? I don't, know, I don't know. It wasn't funny. I was trying to be funny. Anyways. No, it was pretty funny. Anyways. Dude, I could watch your face. Ramos, yeah. seriously, uh... What is the deal? Like you get sort of, I don't know if it's an anxiety or whatever, well, but what's all, going on? It's all anxiety, man. It's, your it's eyes, they like, you kind of squint. And then I'm like, Ramos, your mind looks like it's somewhere else in the room. And then I talk, I could watch your face the whole time. And yeah. we're listening to Danzig Mother, which is like, that's fucking rock and roll. I mean, that's. Yeah, and he's like. And he's like. <laughs> and then I'm like, Ramos. And it's like, he got scared. Like his mom's yelling at him. like, Ramos. <laughs> And then he was like, oh, well, that's the story of my life, man. I'm always uh, daydreaming. I have ADD. I was like diagnosed as a kid having that. And it's, uh, life is pretty hard on me, man. I, I drift on and off and I don't, I don't have the ability to recall what I need to at the time sometimes. And man, that's the, just, per- that's the perfect ADD and an ability to yeah. not recall sounds exactly like what I need in a mechanic for my sports car. <laughs> who's fixing yeah. and repairing engines when i'm driving i want the guy no, no, that's wor- i paint i paint so it works perfect for, for you for me so you're not actually yours does your car shop do any actual you just do body repair yeah just uh paint you know custom paint work uh minor and full vehicle restorations yeah, too full re- restoration right but right. you do work on engines no my buddy uh, Carl from Black Horse does the engines. I, I, do, I do the it. body and paint. And, okay, uh, okay. You know, together, him and I, we, we set the record for the most uh, expensive uh, 308. Not expensive. It got uh, appraised. We set the record at uh, $194,000 on the last car I restored. 
God damn, wow. I love that. Hell yeah. It went I from like that. 40 grand to 100. Any of you listeners who uh, have any Ferraris, especially some older ones and some older Porsches, take it to this man at uh, Mulholland Motorsports out in Newberry Park, California. Where's Newberry Park from here? Uh, it is, well, from here we got to take the 405 into the valley and uh, the 101 through the San Fernando Valley past Thousand Oaks Westlake, and then you run into Newberry Park. And how does anybody get any of Ramos's paintings? They will go to his um, Instagram, reach oh. out there, Cool Jules, that's cool, J-U-L-S, and uh, yeah, send a message and uh, contact us about uh, seeing some of his work. Private showings available uh, now, actually, at the gallery for the next month, at right. least. Okay. And pretty soon this work's going to be gone and uh, the new stuff's going to come in and um, there's some real, really uh, incredible pieces that are still, surprisingly, still available. Okay, so. well, <clears throat> speaking of pieces surprisingly available, yeah. Uh, so here we are sitting here, Schwartzy baby, mm -hmm. after the massive implosion show, which was a, yep. about a two-hour show. It was. Where I snapped. Yep. Uh, and uh, took accountability. You did. Did what was the um, and that was um, two episodes ago or something. So if you're listening to the show right now, it's about two episodes ago. Look it up, implosion show, and you can hear what exactly went on. Did anybody listen to the show in your camp, or did anybody come through to you to talk about what happened or what was going on, or did any fallout? Yeah, well, not really any any fallout. Um, <sighs> there there might have been some fallout just now. Um, but, uh, no, actually funny enough. And since we have the man here and we want to get him on mic more yeah. yesterday when I called him, when, when we needed what people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes at sometimes less than 24 hours before we're about to get together and record our one day a week that we record for the week. Um, we found out that our space, um, which has been for several months now, Pico youth and family center, give them a shout out. Um, was not available to us today and uh there was some panic within the camp and specifically with me because i feel like um that is one of my jobs to make sure that the show goes off and the content and all that stuff and um so really i reached out to julio right away and uh it was the guy was beyond gracious and willing to have us um and uh you know Okay, he, where is this in lining up with what the fallout? Right. So I did call him up. I just wanted to give him some props for, for getting us in here today. Yeah. But he did share with me uh, what he felt about the show. You, you comfortable with sharing sharing uh, what you thought about the show? Because yeah, yeah, sure, he's a listener of the show, but right. he also has an inside knowledge. Of, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, please. Ramos producing. He listened to the Implosion show. He's going to give some this, his view. But, you know, I, of course, right now, I um, fucking can't speak and shit. But, um, <laughs> no, I just felt that, uh, you know, maybe uh, Schwartz was misunderstood. I don't think he was trying to interrupt you as you were going down your list. I, I thought from listening, he was uh, preparing to show you the video that was coming up, right? Uh -huh. But you can't see that. It's radio. You can't see that. So... I just think that maybe you jumped the gun and thought he was disrespecting you somehow. I wasn't there, but that just from listening, right. 
And uh, I thought it was a little uncalled for the, the level it reached. Yeah. Because you guys are like homies and mm. like we shouldn't roll that hard on like your crew, right? Mm. But uh, it's keeping it real. You're keeping it real too. So, and uh, I, th- I think that uh, in the end, um, that will help to clear things up within, between both of you guys or the whole show and you guys have that synergy. I think it just builds characters, and you guys will overcome, or will, or, or already overcame what, uh, whatever sets you off on, uh, on the way uh, his demeanor or whatever he, you feel that he's, uh, like ignoring you or, I don't know what I forget what exactly set what set the whole yeah that, that was part of it for that, sure that was part of it and, um, what else I, in your camp, brother? Well, um. That was I had another friend listen to the show and and he actually um he kinda shared the same things. I'm like hey, he kinda felt felt similarly and saw it for what it was, but he was really glad that we put it out and thought that it was great to show how shit happens, um, whether it's a group this happens to be a group of men, um, and it's nice to see there being able to be a a conflict, a resolution, and um, did Megan listen? She did not listen, and I actually shared some thoughts with her. Um, we talked about it. Okay, what did you share? We talked about it, and I didn't. I was really hesitant to have her listen to the show because she gets very. She is uh, fiercely loyal, right? Um, and if anybody attacks her family or her husband um, in any way. She, she's ready to, to go. To right. Bat. The only person that can talk shit about you is her. Correct. And then if anybody else does it, it's time to get the knives out. Yeah. And she is. She literally like within the family. I mean, she's she's fiercely loyal and kind of um, gets this. Uh, we've joked in different hospital situations or family situations. She becomes like a bulldog man. Right. So she was. She literally said, "Oh, she's like." What happened, you know? And I was telling her kind of what had happened. She's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can listen to it." She's like, "I get really mad at you, Mon." I'm like, "Okay," and, but I I explained to her, you know, what had happened, and um, we actually had a great talk, and I felt better. I, I was like, okay with her listening to the show because sometimes I am hesitant. Um, You're very hesitant. Yeah, You're, yeah, you are. Yeah, and I no. understand it in the sense that, in, in <clears throat> that you you know you're not sure. Like, you know, I've made a commitment where it's like, I'm going to put it all out there. And if I hit some landmines and my wife fucking wants to argue or anybody else, for instance, right, I'm just going to deal with it. Right. Okay. You haven't necessarily, I don't feel like made that commitment. I've, I for sure. Well, I've made, okay. Yeah. I haven't, I 100% have not become comfortable enough to let everything go. Yeah. And I expressed that to you that day when we talked outside. Yeah. Um, I do have reservations because I've kind of told a lot of people about the show and a lot of them listen to it. And so it's, but part of the know, problem I have, man, and I'm not, and listen, is that I don't, I don't. <clears throat> and Steve told me this off air, but he was like, even Steve told me he wants to let more go. Steve right. told me. Right. 
It's sometimes he's got fucking dudes that are his friends and he doesn't agree with what they're saying necessarily, but he, he keeps it whatever because he's trying to maintain some diplomacy or whatever. Sure. And my whole thing is like, we're not that fucking cool. I mean, Steve's cool. All right, we'll leave him there. Okay. I'm just gonna talk about us right here in Ramos. I mean, your art's cool. You're kind of weird, but yeah. the art's cool. That's cool. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm being for. I'm being for. You're a cool dude, but I'm yeah, just yeah. joking around. But the issue is, is like, and yeah, we tell a lot of people, and yeah, it's all that. But at the same time, and you got to remember, I'm running a firm, right? So I'm telling people, you're gonna. This is my retainer, and a lot, my retainer. Most people can't afford the retainer, so I got a professional side that every every fucking day. I'm thinking like at some point opposing counsel is going to come in in the case and be like, your honor, before this case goes any further, I need to play this from the fucking uh, opposing counsel's on a podcast called the hard luck show. And I don't know. And he said he just shit a blood baby. And I think the court needs to hear this before we can actually take this case on blah, blah, blah. So I've got that. So I do get a little bit like annoyed when like it's about friends or outside perception gets in the way of bringing real dynamics human dynamics to the show right oh blue eyes i'm gonna turn it over to you <clears throat> now that you've got some distance from it mm-hmm. um what did you did you have any thoughts or did anyone talk to you about anything about it or did you what happened did coit tell you dad chumahan was too hard on short yeah yeah <laughs> he listened to the show <laughs> yeah so what ha- did you have any other observations i think i'm still in the same camp i think it was you know it was hard and and uh, I don't really have any any differing opinions than from when I was there. Um, there's nothing that I could really expand on. I thought I thought for sure it was a little bit too deep. But all right, so check this out, <clears throat> Calico, who's like a friend of the show, right? Yeah, he listened to the Implosion show twice. He did. He listened to it two times. Now, Ramos, yeah. you listen to this. You'll be a, a Schwartz proxy since he's out there trying to get Rachel Sterling into this room. And when Rachel comes in, please control yourself, Ramos. I don't want your <laughs> no, eyes to fall. Your eyes are almost already falling out of your head. They're going to all <laughs> bounce out the floor once then. All right. Uh, okay, so this is what Calco said. Implosion show, dot, dot, dot. So he's also a fat goth chick. Listen twice. Just an observation, dot, dot, dot. I sensed frustrations that run deeper and beyond shorts. Mm-hmm. Did you sense that, Ramos? Yeah. From I, me? I, I just think he just brought it out. Okay. Is in, in you know Schwartz for some time. Does he have a tendency to bring out some frustrations in certain individuals? No. You know, I, I, I haven't hung out with any, many of his friends. It's just mainly him and I from time to time. But uh, I can see how he can frustrate you sometimes when I listen to the shows. You're, like the episode earlier when he brought the suppository and we're talking about, then he started talking about a kid and we're talking about something else and we're like, that's not even on topic. I, I, I see. I, I, I can. I, I, I know what you're going through. Right. Okay. Now I'm starting. To, okay. But so. Okay. So then this is what Calco says. Quotes. I love this show. Unquote. You've said that a few times now, but it's usually been worked into a conversation where you're irritated, and also directed at Lux and Sean. Okay. To me, it circles back to how you want others to contribute. Passion for what the show means, etc., which is palpable when you talk about it. 
and which at times I think you want it to be from the rest of the team as well. Right. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can see the frustration, like if I think about the show now, right? Go ahead. Okay, so here we are, we're recording a show, and uh, a little bit of insight, someone who was supposed to come on the show didn't show up. Right. right. For that for the implosion show. Right. Yes. So, this is the second time that they said they were going to be here and they didn't show up. Right. Go ahead. So it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We're going to have to fill that gap. Right. Um let's just record a show and we'll just riff off it cuz that's what we do here at the Hard Luck show. Right. You know, in real time. Right. So I think it's like, okay guys, what kind of ideas do you have? As we record. Right. And then it's like crickets. Right. And that can get a little frustrating because like this should be, we should, you know, this is a show we're doing. Right. We should all have like some sort of like stake in it. Right. And want it to go. So. And so like for me, man, like I'm sitting here and what happens sometimes is we run into these different things where it's like so-and-so didn't show up. And dude. Let me just say something. We live in a flake culture. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Go ahead. Dude, it, it's, it, I feel like it just got so much flakier now. Right. It's like it's a just, croissant. Yeah, and it's like cool to be flake. And it's like people just, they don't give a shit anymore. They just flake left and right. It's, like, it's almost like it's becoming normal. Right. And it's fucking bullshit. You can't win a war like that. No. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, you know, the people that we invite on the show, they're at like varying levels of fucking power and cool or whatever. So <clears throat> and they flake whatever. But then it's like up to us because one of the signature brands of this show is that we're not missing fucking drops. We don't miss a show drop. Right. For so years. Go on, right? right. It's got to go on. And so... <clears throat> So when that happens and we got to run a show and we got to have a conversation, most of it's going to be generated from the conversation between all of us. And in the show, while the show's going, people who've probably been listening for a long time probably can pick up sometimes when we're giving cues to each other on where the show's going while still keeping it conversational. Right. And so at that point where you were like, well, I don't think Schwartz is trying to be disrespectful. I think in my mind, and Schwartz isn't no new kid on the block now. He's been here for a minute. Hmm. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell Schwartz, like, we're going to go down this list. And then if you do find a video, don't tell me while we're going down the list. Just Wait, right? give me the signal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we're going to play it at the end. Yeah. And by then, the frustration and all that. Now, look it. We just got done talking about how. This space, we had to call on you because no normal space is all fucked up, right? Right. Now, there's just no way for me to say this without coming off sounding a little bit like a fucking asshole, but I'm just going to say it. So I don't think the listener, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, I think maybe the tractor trailer dudes know, but like some people don't really understand like what my day is actually looking like. So to, yesterday was Friday, all right? I booked Rachel Sterling two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. confirmed with her let steve and schwartz know like this is coming and she's coming right steve's not here because somehow in the communication between schwartz and steve and i'm not sure how it works right but um the fact that he wasn't going to be here on today was dropped so that's number one right man i got sternly coming right the second piece of it is 
I personally, Chumahan Bowen, does not find out until yesterday that we don't have PYFC. Now, I've already snapped, so I can't go crazy on Schwartz now, right? I'm, like, trying to keep it cool. Yeah, yeah I noticed. <laughs> but I'm also trying to, I, I don't know. I, can you explain that? Well, let me, let's put a pin in this. Because why? Sterling's here, and we would, I would think that we would want to start something fresh. And then maybe we could jump back into this with Schwartz's input. Okay. All right. But so we're gonna put a pin in this. Can I'll, I'll remember? You remember? You remember? Mm-hmm. We left off. All right. Listen, Mister and Missus Earbuds, get ready to fucking jiggle your nidbits because we're about to get into another thing with a comedian, uh, Rachel Sterling, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the behind the scenes and what's really going on. Right. Yep. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why are you? Somehow you needed me. You gave me strength. Why is Let me let's let's before they come in. Um, keep this going. I like this is right for this fucking mood. Okay. So we have Rachel Sterling coming. The only person who's smoked weed in this motherfucking studio so far is Schwartz. And he normally goes outside or does something, but for whatever fucking reason today, he decides I'm going to smoke inside because I'm hanging with the boys. And of course, Miss Sterling is allergic to marijuana. And it's like, one more time that somehow, and I know what Schwartz is going to say. Who knew? And we didn't know. Somehow he's just got a genius for fucking cock blocking great fucking content. Uh, and just. And then I can't yell at him and then I look over at fucking old blue eyes and he's like, why are you laughing? Just because it's just ridiculous. What part of this is it's ridiculous? It's so preposterous that. I mean, here we are. <laughs> trying to. Go ahead. Barely a week out of out of the the implosion show, <laughs> and here we are, just uh, another curse 
fight the Schwartz curse. The Schwartz curse. That's what it is. I mean, it's weird because it's like, I know when we talk about it, it's going to be like, bro, hey, there's a, hey, Julio, there's a fan in the kitchen. Yeah, can you try to blow Schwartz's fucking weed smoke? Even Ramos was like, yeah, I'm not smoking today. <laughs> but once again, the curse of the Schwartz. Hit by the curse of the Schwartz. And then, right, like you said, we're like one week out. You've had already a couple of like, other fuck you got to be light on him, you know? It's <laughs> not, you don't want him to leave this show. No, I don't. But then I saw him like do a one hitter right over there. Yeah. And then the 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 one time we've got fucking, and he's like, so high <sighs> that I could almost see eternity. Right. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, Schwartz, what do I do? With you, I've already run out my anger credit for at least three months, so I have to be and, chill. And it's like, it's hard because it's like, yeah, it's not really his fault. He couldn't have really known. And it's not like we were kind of know that. Maybe she said it in an interview. No, no, it's not. But, but it's not one of those things. But it is like, you remember, hey, do you remember what, I think it was uh, a Bronx Tale? Uh, barely. Yeah, but yeah. Do you remember that there was a character named Mush? Because no, no matter what he bet on, it would lose. Hmm. Everything he bet on lost. No, no, no. See? No, there were in Bronx Tale. They had a guy that they called the Mush, right? And this guy, it's like no matter what it was, if you were running high and you were winning at crabs, or you're at the horse races and you were winning, if he bet what you were betting, you're gonna lose, right? Guaranteed, right? And it feels a little bit like that, like it's not his fault. Like Mush isn't trying to do that, but there's like a bad luck curse factor on it mm. that you can't really explain. And here he comes. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh. Miss Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please pee. I know it's not your fault, Shorts. Uh, oh man! All right, so Miss Sterling just walked in. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz is walking around looking at stuff. Ramos is drinking his coffee drink. Schwartz, from now on, the the standing rule is, generally speaking, let's just smoke weed outside. Is that all right? Um, and, and listen, I've already used up all my anger credit, so I can't really say anything. It's fucked up. It's just really put me. What was the what was the face that you how would you describe Schwartz's face as I was describing? He was uh I I can't I can't really explain <laughs> it. But it looked like he was like uh yeah. He doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear it. Right? There's a little bit of avoidance and a little bit like, eh, well <laughs> what am I gonna do? 
<laughs> the cushion. Okay. Sweat. All right. All right. Let's, let's put this let's, one. In, yeah. This is going to be a pin, and we'll come back. This is this is it. Cabin fever, dude. Hey, man. You got cabin well, you're fever. a fucking, you're a cabin. You got cabin fever. The guy fever, just lives dude. on in sound bites and old episodes. I'd like well, to you're get a fucking, him here. You're a cabin. You got cabin fever, dude. Okay, so where were we? Uh, are we recording? Yes. Okay. Always recording. Where were we? We left off. Where did we leave off? <clears throat> I was reading the comments from one of the listeners, Calico, and I was kind of going through what happened yesterday. Schwartz said some of it is on my shoulders that we had this weird change in venue. But so what wow. I was trying to get to was yesterday, like the thing about it is, is that I'm yet. So yesterday I've got three litigations going on. All right. Right. And it's Friday. And I'm like sitting there and all of a sudden Steve's hitting me up to call so-and-so over at PYFC to figure out that thing. Right. And I got to tell you, like, while that's going on, I'm reviewing discovery responses that are going out. Right. And there's a part of me. Oh, yeah, this is where I was. And so there's a part of me that's like, like, wait a second. I mean, I'm not trying to be a prima donna, even though I can be. Right. But in this juncture, bro, do these guys even wonder, like, do I, am I working a full day or am I on a half day or something? Because right. now I'm sitting there trying to talk to Wheelchair Alex and be like, bro, like, what's going on? Right. Can we work this out? And that's, you know, I, and I did have a meeting, but I was also trying to let you guys know, like, bro, I got I to gotta go. Right. And I felt a little bit like... So I'd used up all my angry credits, so I wasn't going to snap. Then, and then, you know, so this, this is what's going on behind the scenes almost yeah, half yeah. the time. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking shit like this that goes on behind the scenes. Steve took it on his shoulders. Right. Do you know, like, what was... Well, I think he took it on his shoulders um, because he, after last week, when Ali and the 40 Thieves mentioned that they... PYFC would possibly be needing our space that we've used for the podcast um, for a music workshop. Um, I think st at that time, Steve said, I'm going to talk to Alex. I'm going to talk to Oscar and figure it out. Um, and he's been the one liaisoning with Alex and PYFC um to make sure that we have the space right um, initially it was kind of every week we weren't sure that we were going to have it but then we've been there consistently pretty much for, for like months yeah, yeah. which is so, what i told alex i was like dude bro but I, it wasn't really i think um it wasn't really solidified um as much as we we might have thought it was you know with us not being the ones kind of talking to them and, and knowing what the status is. So even though this happened yesterday and we were unable to be there today, luckily we have really great friends of the show, um, like Julio, who <clears throat> right. allowed us to use his gallery space today for the podcast recordings. And, you know, because of what happened yesterday, I think it'll actually lead to having a clear understanding with PYFC what times we can have the space available to us and that right. the space is available to us. So, you know, through sometimes some chaos and shit that happens, um, you know, you'll have things tighter going forward. And so I'm going to be dealing with that with Steve and making sure that that um, takes place. 
Right. So on some level, right? So I had the frustration level go back up again. When I, I mean, I texted, I think, to everybody in the three room, like, I'm trying not to snap, LOL, yeah. because obviously I went too far the other day. Right. So Calico is back in and he's saying, like, okay. <clears throat> um, when sh- so he says, you said that you love the show, right? And you said that a bunch of times. It's often when you're pa- irritated and that you have a passion for what the show means. When you talk about it, it's palpable. You want the rest of the team to have it. Then he puts as an example, like when Sean says, I'm just here to record the show. Or it's like pulling teeth to get a thought out of him. It low-key drives you nuts, as it would me, LOL. Um, Sean, who's looking at other stuff. Uh, but he can do multitask. I'm not going to say that. Definitely. You. But what, um, so, so Calco pulls you out of the mix on that right there. Yeah. Do you think that some of my frustration that erupted at Schwartz is also maybe a little bit of transferred frustration towards Stephen? Well, I just want to make it clear. I'm not a, <clears throat> I, I don't have the gift that you have, right? I don't have the, I can't carry the show. I'm not here to carry the show. I'm here to record the show. That's what I do. On the other side of things, coming up with ideas, coming up with uh, different ways that we can develop content and doing like some development behind the scenes, all for that. And I will definitely put in as much work as I possibly can doing that sort of thing. But as far as like being a host and talking and that sort of thing, you definitely can't count on me to do that. I just m- make that clear right off the bat. And Sean does do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like you know, figuring things out for the show, um, right? Which we've all kind of seen mean, since we've been on Slack. And to be honest with you, I mean, I'm I, I have some things going on in the background where there will be some shows, probably led by me, but it will be more like product production shows, shows that are produced and kind of more written out and that sort of thing. Because I can't do what you do, bro. I just can't. I can't interview people, that sort of thing. Right. But we had a discussion about that after that. I mean, bro, I, to tell you the emotional roller coaster I went in in real time after what happened happened, right? I mean, dude, there was a piece of me that felt a little unsupported. Even though I went over the top, I felt a little unsupported by Steve and Sean a little bit because I was like, don't they see how much the show is and how close we are to really breaking out don't they see that and then yeah i went too far but but i'm also like the things that i experience with all of you guys individually when we're not when this microphone's not in front of our face like i talked with sean bro i can't tell you how many great fucking things he said or done host wise right whatever you think a host is behind the scenes that i know he'd I don't think Sean actually knows how to value. I don't think Sean understands how valuable he really is. And I don't think he has, I think he has trouble believing it when I tell him like, dude, I can't explain to you how, and the same thing for you, Schwartz, like the falling out of the chair when Rachel's here, the fact that you know all the sports shit, all of the whole, the whole layers of everything, right? I'm like, I wish these guys would get off of this like, oh, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a this, I'm not a that. And just be what you are. Right. Which is really fucking funny and interesting 
if you're not thinking about like, oh, I'm on a show doing a thing, if you forget that piece of it. So I'm trying to get to that. And, and, and so when Sean said to me, he's like, bro, not everybody, quote unquote, can do what you do. Now, the prima donna side of me is like, yeah, I know. But the other side of me is saying like, actually, I just want you to be open to it, to understand, like set that aside. Just be open to the concept that whatever's good. like, I, I don't know how to share this. And I love when I do this and then Sean starts to look crazy. <laughs> I don't know how to share this with you, but Sean has sent me a video that is so disgusting, but also <laughs> poignant. Not just is it disgusting, but it's somehow it's also amazingly like service oriented. Right. <laughs> oh man, that laugh coming from Sean, it's gotta be good. What is it? Oh my god, bro. And like it so complicates the image that he's curated of himself as a sort of nice, you know. But it is there's a nice element to it. And I and I'm only being cryptic because I don't want him to stop sending me those. Although there's some of them I can't watch. I just can't. Oh, not me neither. But he right. still watches them. I still watch it, but I mean, we talked about it on the show before. Did we? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to leave it up to you, but it's an amazing video. I've told my wife about it. The video's it. from yeah. E-Fucked or not? Yeah, yeah. It's totally from E-Fucked. But right. the, do you know? Did Come we on, talk man. Ab- Share some videos of me, bro. I want to have a laugh. Alyssa. This is more than a laugh. This this is what All I'm right, trying. Come on, bring it. Let's see it. Let, let's hear it. Wait, can let's you bring it up sound wise? <laughs> give us a feel, man. <laughs> no, can you let me do see. it? Let me let me look. Bro, this what does it involve? What are the? the I don't the... know if I want to say first. I almost think okay. it might be better because it's like on the one hand, absolutely. Uh, I can't because we don't have any internet. What about my fucking right, tether? Pull it up on your phone. Yeah, pull it up on your phone and don't act like you have it. Dude, he's shared this with me with no comment. And I couldn't take my eyes off it during work hours. Oh. And luckily, I own my business, so it's, it doesn't matter. But I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, the fuck is going? And then I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, wow, this is some really weird fucking shit. On the other hand, I'm like, God bless this woman. God oh. bless her heart. She is doing something a value in this world at the level of like an EMT easily. <laughs> Ramos's face is. I'm like, trying to figure out what you guys are talking about. And it's so bizarre though, <laughs> and I can't this get. Is the be- this I can't the best get caption it out, right here. I can't get it out of my face. Look at this picture and how my parents discovered my porn career. <laughs> oh. Now this would be Look one. At the- I get it. This would be one of the times where I'm working up a subject and you're taking it to another thing, which I'm not they, against. No, it. I got it. I got, you know it. I got it. All right. I got it. So, but this is also while you pull that up, let me read more <laughs> what Calco said. Then Calco says, "There were various interests at work during the episode, but not lost on me is the fact that you knew you were also recording gold as it was happening in real time." He agrees with Lux on pestering Schwartz, right? So too much on the from Chumahan, though he is frustrating at times to listen or not listen to. LOL. All that said. You call someone a coward and say, fuck you. That's how you live your life at a PBO meeting. Hands are being thrown. LOL. Patreon, Chumahan versus Schwartz. Estevan is the ref. And Sterling is the ring girl. Interesting because we just had Sterling on. Those are just some thoughts. Um, 
Another guy wrote in and said that uh, he thinks it's because I'm an attorney and I'm used to people just answering questions and opening right up and that his perspective on it, Marcelo's perspective on it is uh, that maybe it's just that most people aren't used to it and I've lost that sense because of my attorney background or whatever. I'm used to deposing people and pushing them and all that other stuff. My wife said, it's kind of the same thing that you're super passionate about the show. In fact, she was expecting more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said you said fuck you from your chest, bro. Yeah. And then my sister said you definitely went too far. You got a little too heated for what the situation called for. So, like everyone in my circle was kind of like on the same thing as Ramos was, but I'm also trying to explain that it they don't see all the other aspects. So I might have already been somewhat stressed out about whatever other things. And that's what you said to me when we spoke a couple days later. You're like, after I've given it more time, I thought, man, I, I you, you were feeling like you walked into that day with a little bit of agitation. And already. Just kinda, right. I set out at the meeting. Right. In the early morning meeting. And, and Sean was like, hey, it's testy today. Right. I was a little aggro. And then I also noticed something about me. I get carried away. Like, there's a point where I'm so amped up that I just keep going. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but that's yeah. part of some of the great shit that you bring to the show, though. So it's like, you know, right. it's, a, it's those times obviously are great. And that's why we have a following. And that's why the show is it's one of the big reasons why the show is so great. You know, in that situation that day, it didn't serve you that well and serve us that well. But, again, I really think that that whole situation will i think it's already served us well and i think yeah. that it will going forward i agree i mean i i certainly was because i assumed that there was gonna be a lot of comment comments like finally fucking da-da-da. right there was like really not that much of that so i think the audience was appreciative that we left it in there and kept it real and like that's how it's how it's gonna be i also think that um well, Ramos, I mean, y- you know, you listen to the show pretty regularly now, right? Yeah. What do you think of your performances on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just all right. I don't think they're, like, extraordinary cool or anything. When you listen to it, do you wince or do you avoid them? Because you're like, I don't need to hear that shit. I love listening to myself, but uh, <laughs> I- I'm not going to lie. I-, I-, I listen to the episodes on mine, and I'm like, fuck. Like, I'll... F- while I'm on, like, I'll talk about something, and then when I hear it, I'm like, damn, I didn't bring up this, this, and this, and that. Like, I could be more engaged rather than just listening while you guys are talking, I guess. What happens? I mean, is this a family thing where everybody else just kind of out-talked to you, and you were just like, I'll just melt into the background? Or, like, what, what's going on there with you in conversation? I don't know. You know, and I, and I have a lot of conversations with people at my shop, or I deal with right. clients and whatnot, but... Certain situations, like being on a podcast, I think I, I overthink things. And then my mind just becomes jumbled up, and I can't, uh, yeah, just stuff I struggle with. I, I don't I, know why. And you I know him. I'm, right. I'm also an introvert. Like, I'm okay just working and staying home and not, like. I know, but, like, I feel I like thought. we've, we've, div- this but is, I, 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 do, I do know him outside of the show, um, and. He's right. He doesn't have those. I notice things when he's been on the show a couple times where I like I hear him talk and I'm like, fuck, like I can hear him being nervous because I know him outside of the show and not or 
hear what a, a, a you know sounds like he's he's nervous or uncomfortable right um which is not the case i mean you can't shut the fucking guy up outside of the show but he gets in front of the mic and he's like it's just weird but you know i'm no, growing I'm into it i'm joking no 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 it's true though i i am pretty social and i carry a lot of conversations but i think <laughs> part of it that screws me up is that i could hear my voice in the on the headset and it just throws me off as I'm talking. You know, I'm going to say like, something. There's a couple of things that I think are... See, I don't think we've realized how inundated we are with propaganda. I mean, everyone talks like they do, but they don't, I don't think they fully understand how deep it's gone. One of it is lately, and I've noticed this, there's been a push towards introversion. Like, there's been a whole thing about like, oh, you know, introversion's okay, and if you feel nervous, and I've told this to a couple of people, I've even told it to Blue Eyes, where I'm like, I don't know that most of the people that think they're introverts are authentic introverts. They might be socially awkward because they haven't been thrust into situations and forced to just roll with the punches. So it feels like introversion, but I don't know that they're authentically introverts. Authentic introverts, and I've told this to Blue Eyes too, I don't think necessarily will try to get on the mic in the first place. They're, just, they're not going to be here. They don't right. care. So that's what I'm saying. So like, to me, I don't know that there's a clear distinction between real introversion, which really is a thing, and then people who just feel uncomfortable or socially awkward because they haven't been put in enough situations to finally just get comfortable with themselves. I think that's what happens to me. I haven't been in enough situations like this where I have to, But you know what? I always try to step out of my comfort zone as much as I can. Sean, yeah. are you actually looking for this or are you just watching porn now? No, I'm looking for it. It's like... And watching porn. <laughs> like I <laughs> Does it look like it? It looks like a fucking... <laughs> some sort of fucking... Yeah. And so, so there's that. And then the other thing that... I mean, dude, this is like a pet peeve of mine. But I almost went off on my sister. Because there's this snap assumption that somebody's a visual learner. I don't know where the fuck that comes from, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm a visual learner. Oh, yeah, I'm a visual learner, right? And I'm already like, wait, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, everyone is, to an extent, you've got fucking eyes, unless yeah. you're blind, so you're visual. But why did we already start cutting things up like that or categorizing that? I actually think it does a disservice I think it does a real fucking disservice to um, somebody's ability to learn by automatically assuming they know what kind of learner they are. Well, it just it just pigeonholes people and puts them in a box that they don't need to be, and it actually keeps them from broadening horizons or getting in uncomfortable. Uncomfortable situations are fucking okay, and they're healthy, and they're helpful. Right. Um, and too much nowadays is about you know keeping yourself in a comfortable space well it just limits people's growth and if you want that then go for it but well you know who wants it people who are raising fucking veal right true people you know the the people that are in small little boxes getting fattened up for the slaughter okay sean did you find it speaking of Uh, visual learning so let's listen audially this is your attempt mr mrs earbuds to hear audibly what sean sent me that was Totally crazy. Okay, okay here we go. <laughs> what did I tell you? This doesn't involve an animal. Because I'm looking very horny in the camera. 
Mm-hmm. While sucking you. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Please text me a link to that. Right. Okay. So Sean sends that to me with like no context. Text me the link to that, please. I watch this thing and I'm like, you know, every time Sean's like, I always feel like I'd be like, bro, you're the one that sent me that video. You're so far out of the box. I don't know how to explain it to you. How can the same guy that's telling me X, Y, and Z about etiquette is also the same guy that's sending me the video? How is, how do you reconcile that? I don't, man. I mean, you know, it's like a car wreck. It's like, it's like rubbernecking on the freeway. Rubber I mean, it seriously is. It's like watching the weird dude. There's this one video on there, and I'm telling you, this is the. Fu- I just I don't understand. There's a type of porn that's like um, where they spit in the girl's face and like slap her. That shit. Her that gag. I, one of the girls that I told you that I met, and my buddy wouldn't let me bring him back to the house. One of those girls, and both of those girls, actually, the company that they work for, yeah. that it was all that. Right. And DreamWorks. Like, <laughs> DreamWorks. It was like. And they talk shit to them, like, yeah. while they're doing it. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just super degrading. Well, in, the, in one of those videos on eFucked, the chick that's doing it brings her mom with her. I saw the, I saw the thumbnail for it. Brings her fucking mom with I it. saw the I saw I saw the thumbnail <laughs> part. I tried to say it, I got it. Megan, you only saw the thumbnail. <laughs> it's just But you watched of, it. I did. Because it's funny. It's it's funny. Dude, I, I got a video from a family member in New York. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but have you seen it with a guy, a motorcycle? Rider had been separated in half. I can't watch that oh, shit. I can't. Well, it was that. it wasn't it happening. It was just after the fact, and it was traffic was watch. driving by slowly, and they fucking literally showed the bike with the guy's legs on it, <sighs> and like they panned over, and the other half of them was like over the center divider, like oh trying to order a, like a fucking hot God, dog, bro. Dude, it was so bad, but and it was so up close. <laughs> so the video, the surprise video that Sean sent me was about a, a gentleman who is in a wheelchair, but is also at the same time trying to live his best life. He's clearly gotten um, a, I don't know if she's a prostitute, but she's willing to be of service to maybe she's his girlfriend. I have no idea. Or but, his nurse. Or his nurse. <laughs> right. I mean, the, everybody knows that story. You know what? Wait, We're everybody nurse. knows that story about Stephen Hawkins when he was ha- already in his thumb stage. He left his first wife and went in with his nurse. So that is possible. So that's a true story, Ramos. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And the thing is, is she jacks him off into her mouth lets herself be filmed for it because I think the guy in the wheelchair is going to use it later again and on the one hand I'm like watching this and I'm like am I part of a crime by watching this (laughs) like am I involved in a crime 
But then the other that's, part... That's a lawyer's thought right there. Most <clears throat> people are not thinking about that. No, I mean, because uh, I mean, it's, so, it's so right. out of the thing. I'm like... Right. And then the second part of me is thinking, like, now, by watching this, am I actually supporting special needs people because I'm treating them no different than anybody else? Or am I participating in making fun of special needs people yeah. because I'm watching it's confusing. this? It's confusing. It's yeah. confusing. Then the other piece of it is, or... Is this a beautiful thing that I'm watching because this man is getting pleasure who's normally not given the time of day by regular people. And this woman, through her kindness or her generosity, taking, a, care, of taking care of him. And this is actually like like a almost a Mother Teresa thing. Because like right. honestly, do you really like if you're a guy and you're trapped in a wheelchair with like spinal bifida? Do you really want Mother Teresa praying over and you, or do you want a woman jacking you off into her mouth? And, and let's go say, with the and, I'll take the woman. Yeah. And let's uh, just to describe it a little bit, a little bit more. The guy in the wheelchair, his arms are, I. They're Go not. They're Try not capable. Describe that movement you're making. They're, they're not capable He's of doing. Old blue eyes retracted his his hands into his chest <laughs> like, it, a it like a T Rex. Almost yeah. like I would right. think that his arms aren't capable of handling himself. Right, right. is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. right. And so she's doing God's work. That's she what I think. Is yeah, doing she's doing God's, God's work. I do think that she's doing God's work, I and, do and think God that. bless her. And I hope she got paid for it. Or or or, or, she, or the maybe, fulfillment, the satisfaction right. of helping or yeah, being a part of that, that is, is her mitzvah for a day. That's for sure. Explain a mitzvah for Mr. Mrs. Mitzvah might for not a know. day is uh, you just do something kind for your fellow man. Um, and are you supposed to do it uh, by letting people know you're doing it, or is it supposed to be anonymous? It's not? supposed to be anonymous, and you're not supposed to let them know that. But did you know that over Shabbat? The biggest mitzvah you can do mm. is um, stop your wife. I mean, only a male religion would figure that out. Correct. Stop your wife. Stop your wife. Yeah. That's the biggest mitzvah you could do. Yeah. How is Shabbat? Like you're supposed to. That's like the the most like observant thing you could do is do that with your wife over Shabbat. And so Shabbat is Saturday. Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, an hour after the sun's gone down. Now, do you have to strip your wife the whole time? No, but that would, I mean. Hey, that would be the amazing. If that you would, fit it that in would in fill up York. the pushki for sure. Right. It, that would turn into <laughs> pancake batter, I would think. Gravy Lake Central. Okay, here we go. See, <laughs> now that weird dick was not brought to you by Chumahan this time. It was brought to you by Shorts. Um, but I do like weird date chick. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking like it. I don't care if that makes me a homo. Fucking great. I'm a homo. Everybody, I'm a homo. Okay? You gotta be comfortable. Right. I don't give a fuck. Um, so that was the fallout, and I think part of it was like uh, actual another level intimacy. And bro, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I, there was a period of time where I, um, I mean, I felt very self conscious about that show. How so? The ego part of me felt like I came off bad. And I don't ever want to come off bad. I always want to look like I know what I'm doing or have control. And the truth is, is that I didn't come off like that. And there was a part of me that wanted to edit or revise. Well, I, I really did appreciate... Um you guys kind of leaving it up to me to like if i wanted to edit the show not let it run let it run to the point that when sean sent it to me 
I started listening to it and I got caught up doing other family shit. And I actually didn't listen to it before I said, go ahead and run it. Because I thought a couple things. One, I think that it literally just shows real life shit and there's problems. And it also shows people a way to work through a problem immediately and make sure everything is good going forward, especially within the framework of a team. Right. Um, also, I think that this show does bring something to people. And I think that if we're really about that, bringing things to people, I think what better thing can we show people, especially in today's fucked up world, like how you can disagree, you can discuss, you can hear everybody's thoughts and move forward. Um, and so I didn't want to listen to it and like be like, oh shit, I sound bad because my ego about it, I didn't want to sound bad bad either. But um, I... Uh, I just thought I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just, you know, it's real shit. Let's go. Like, we're good. Everything's good. Like, it's a show we did. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I was thinking about all that and I was like, man, that's uh But then I was also like, am I really about being real? If I am, I can't fucking now hide. Right. right, like I can't now be the one that's like, well, we're gonna show all the warts except my warts. And then I thought, like, you know what? This could be a very positive thing because this could be a new level of intimacy with the audience. Sure. And I was like, you know, I and I sent some. I asked uh, Old Blue Eyes to cut my apology out so that we could play it or replay it and we could fucking goof on me about it and be like me trying to sound serious and sincere which is actually kind of funny in itself right and like well no, no please don't make a mockery of this but also because um you know it's you know my idol in terms of talk is definitely howard stern in his early days of the show where you know, they did a lot of stuff, and, you know, I definitely think that's a path that we could walk down, and I definitely think that's what's going to set us apart from all the other podcasts, where you just don't have people being as open and straightforward and real, I don't think, as we do on this show. Right. I, I, yeah, I feel you could keep it real and be hardcore without crossing the line. You know, there's a way to be real, raw, and that's why I listen to you guys, but there's also a way... Not to cross that line, too. Well, you know, Schwartz and I talked about it, and we, you know, I found where his boundary was at. I don't even know where maybe part of the pestering was figuring out where is Schwartz's boundary. The other part of it is you're right. There's a way to do it without crossing a line. But if you're really being yourself during the show, like, all the time, I just think you're going to sometimes go – just fucking you're gonna fall off the bike you're just going to for sure and you have uh, different personalities different uh, things different things going on in all of our lives whether it's that day that week whatever and so um i think when you get different voices in a room you're always gonna have things that can happen like that um right so yeah and i think being authentic is that it's probably not going to be the last time something like that happens, whether it's you or I, you and Steve, whatever. Right. It's, um, but that's kind of, we're dedicated to keep fucking bringing that. Right. Um, Sean, 
you know, you say it a lot and you do contribute outside of the sound part, you know, in terms of like the actual show and the recording. You say it a lot, but and but I you know, I constantly come back to a thing where like, yeah, man, a lot of what you think and what you say is interesting, is valuable. And being a host doesn't necessarily being a host doesn't necessarily mean doing the things that I do. Sometimes being a host means just being yourself however you would be in the mix. And sometimes being in the mix, you are the quiet guy. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't matter if his microphone's there or not. And sometimes, in shorts, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what, where, you know, I've been thinking a lot about your personality stuff and, you know, you know what are the defenses that you have that are part of, you know, whatever the situations are that you go through where you've had to deal with these coping skills. So you have that versus what's the authentic aspect of this is the real shorts. Sure. Me too. Right. (laughs) How much, you know, because your background, I mean, is not dissimilar to everyone else's here on the show. Sure. You know, you, your, your, your mom, God bless her. But you know, I don't really understand much about your, your dad. Right. I don't know. I know that you sometimes live with your mom and then sometimes live with your grandparents. Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. So that would suggest to me that um, that you might have developed some coping skills. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's it definitely, there were different situations growing up that uh, I can see as I've gotten older that have for sure contributed to habits, defense mechanisms, um, how I interact with people, um, what I will focus on to, um, kind of keep a certain, sometimes a level of distance, but which is weird. Cause it's not, it's, as I'm saying that I'm thinking like, not really, because I pretty much engage with everybody in, uh, in my orbit. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say that you do keep a distance for sure. It, you do engage. You've developed a style of engagement that allows you to be in connection or talks with somebody while remaining removed. Like you've mastered the art of, well, I'm going to uphold as much of this conversation as I need to to keep it going. But the real, actual parts of what's really going on is somewhere else. Or I wish I was somewhere else. I'm just somewhere else. I'm not really here. I'm here in person, I'm here in voice, and I've dealt up a, a, a certain amount of stuff. But the rest of it, that's mine. And someday I might let this person know, or I won't, but it's, there's a gap, I feel like, between in a lot of ways. And I would think that if you, went, if you grew up in a highly demanding, highly obligated social scenario for a certain period of time, you might develop an ability to tread water with whoever's right here and maintain a certain level of freedom internally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, po- yeah, it's possible. To be honest with you, it's been, I've done personal work. Um, it's been years since I've actually, like, gotten down and dirty with it. Um, truthfully. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a while since I've looked at some of that stuff. So Interesting. 
Um, Sean, do we need to talk about my adventures in Doc Review, or did we do enough of a fucking show? What do you think? Thank you. We're good to go. We're good to go. Schwartz, um, uh, thank you for being here on the show. Uh, Ramos, thank you for, you know, at least sitting in the chair and listening. I appreciate <laughs> that. It's my pleasure, man. I enjoy being here with you. Uh, we need to go out to dinner, my friend. Sure. I fucking put a vegan steak in your fucking gullet, my friend. I'm down. Uh, oh, Blue Eyes. Um, oh, Blue Eyes and I are going to turn up a notch on the content. For sure. We're setting up a fucking thing in, the, in my office so that uh-huh. I can be good to go. Uh, we got um, a documentary about King Salmon and his superpowers coming out called Knucklehead Life, which is loosely based on the stylings of Ira Glass and This American Life. Just imagine. Nice. Right? If you... I mean, we all want superpowers. Right. But what if you actually discovered you actually really had a superpower? What would happen then? Find out on This Knucklehead Life when we interview King Salmon, and you'll find out what his superpower is, or was, or does he still have it, in his own words. Um, Movemental.media. Movemental.media for all your audio needs. Hardluckshow.com. That's right. L.A. Crime Mixtape. And Art of War. Art of War. Maybe... Oh, man, I wish I had. Maybe we should do. I don't know what book we should do with Rachel Sterling, but I think it might be interesting to get her to do Proto Episodes mixtape coming yeah. soon. Oh, very, very soon. Do you have another so piece to play? Do you right have now? anything right now or no? Oh, yeah. Those are great. Oh, man. The yeah. one, dude, there was a one where my cousin was bragging about how um, Cool Jewels, yeah. Instagram, if they want to get this painting, I saw. Is there any way we can film you talking to prospective buyers? He was just in here talking to the prospective buyers, yeah. a mother and daughter. What was that? Still two friends. They were coming from Mocha, and they walked in here, and they uh, wanted, they wanted to know if I was the one that painted made, made the paintings. And they uh, seemed impressed when they were walking out. Oh yeah. It, yeah. So so what what kind of shtick do you give them? Are you like I I, I just tell them what I was feeling while they asked me what. Well, was, what was I feeling when I was painting, uh, working on that painting? And I, for some reasons, I can open up like that. Yeah, because you're trying to make here. a fucking shekel. No, I, you know, to be honest with you, no, to be honest with you, I don't care if I sell a painting. I right. really don't. It's my lifestyle. Right. It's something that I that I do. There's no timeline of. There's no. Wait a second. Wait. A you second. got real wait, funky. Wait, wait. All right, go ahead. Wait a second. You're telling me so they come in. Yeah. Right, and you walk over. And they're like, "Are you the guy that's making these paintings?" Yeah. And then what? Do you, and then when they start, and they go, "Tell us." Do they go, "Tell us about this one, Ramos?" Yeah. Or they ask me about the process. How did you? How did you make that? And I, or how did you paint that? And I let them know, like, I don't use brushes. It's all like um, free flow or whatnot. Or most people say, like, "Oh, it reminds me of uh, Jackson Pollock or whatnot." Like. And what do you say to that? I'm, I'm flattered because, uh, you know. No, but what do you say to them? You go, oh, that's very flattering. I just say thank you, you know. I, oh, thank you. I, do you do like a humble artist thing or I'm, what do you I'm do? Always, I think I'm a pretty humble guy. Right. I and you're like, too oh. much. I don't, I don't like attention on myself. I don't know why. Even when I have my art exhibitions, I just, it just freaks me out. It freaks you out? Yeah, yeah, because too much like, I don't like being the center of attention. I'm not sure why. 
<laughs> interesting, yeah. my friend. You got to figure that out, right? So that's I don't know. I, it makes you interesting. What's interesting about you is that you got all this shit up on the wall that's got your name on it that people ask you about, and you're like, oh, I don't like to be the center of attention. I, listen, I'll just tell you this. I was really high when I made yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, but you know what? That's the thing. That's the opposite. All these paintings, I wasn't high. <laughs> tell them some off-the-wall shit. You're like, I, so what were you feeling like? Uh, I just needed to fuck that day. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just, I was in my studio and all I could think about was just getting it in. Yeah. These are all cum shots. <laughs> <laughs> These are all symbolic or, cum shots. That's all I was thinking or about. shit that happened in my childhood. Like, I'll see, like, images in the paintings. And uh, if I don't see what it's in my head, I don't paint it. It's, it's strange. We'll get more into it later. I eat a hot dog now, my blood pressure goes up. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.